0: This program is an experiment, an exploration.
1: It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes.
0: The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works.
2: Come, we're off 11, invasion sequence.
3: <laughs> One Man, with those laser beams
4: Hello and welcome back We have risen from the dead Mr. Clayton has returned to the airwaves Finally, I missed you guys several weeks away doing non-fun things While I was frolicking around EDC and Escape Son of a bitch. And Vegas for two straight weeks. <laughs> so it was a lot. And I am now taking a long winter's nap to recover from all of that. He's uh, also
1: taking donations to his yeah. Venmo and OnlyFans accounts. Right. So please search him up.
4: And at Kent. At Kent. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. I own it. Uh, so we'll uh, talk about both of those festivals. What's new? What's good? Uh, what's good? What's bad? etc. And we've got lots of new music. I also want to play some songs that I heard repeatedly at both festivals just to let everybody know what's hot right now. And this one, this first track is very special because it's not even released yet. It actually comes out tomorrow, November 12th. But through the power and magic of the internet and time zones and VPNs, I was able to grab it before anyone else. This one has actually been played a lot at other festivals, but it's finally being released. It's Chris Lake and Grimes, a drug from God on Warehouse 11. Money, power,
3: beauty, fame. Choose your- of I won't do them alone. Can we go all night till the lights come on? Till the lights come on. 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 All I need in this life is sin, is a glove addiction.
4: It was somebody I hadn't really ever heard much of or about prior to EDC. And uh, also Ranger Truco is on that one. Who Excuse me? I was familiar with. We've played Ranger, Ranger Truco before. Yeah, you know, my vehicle has a DJ... <laughs> Uh, side gig oh, awesome. apparently
1: now. If that's not one of the more Texas-named yeah. DJs, Ranger Trucko. Yeah, ra- Ranger, Ranger
4: Trucko. Uh, before that, the new one from Chris Lake. And NPC, I I fibbed earlier when I said Grimes, but it's actually the same person. But we're apparently we're not allowed to, to say don't that it's anyone. Grimes on the album artwork or anything like that. So I don't know what that's about, but the song is out officially as of midnight later tonight where you can download wherever you find all your bangers and it'll be there ready for download uh this is warehouse 11 speaking of downloading and listening you can find us on electric force radio thursday nights 10 o'clock east or west or anytime you desire warehouse 11.com is where you'll find links to all the podcast sites so we're talking about edc las vegas 2021 Not to be mistaken with EDC 2022, which is happening in just a few short
1: months. Very soon. Uh, The
4: quickest turnaround in EDC history. But, um, let's see. I'm not really quite sure where to begin on this one. I will say that for the most part, the festival was pretty similar to Mm -hmm. 2019 as far as... Setup, how it felt, how it yeah. operated, all that kind of stuff. So, from my perspective, it was refreshingly, as if refreshingly not much. Yeah, not much had changed at all. I think the biggest change, as far as the venue goes, is the fact that they were able to remove all of those uh, RV hookup things that were mm-hmm. there and expand a pretty good amount of space where. The Neon Garden stage mm-hmm. and Quantum Valley were set up last year. So that that whole side of the Speedway just had this miraculous additional space to it. So because of that, they were able to expand Neon Garden, which is the home of pretty much exclusively all techno music now, by the way. I was I was, no. I was a little surprised that yes. normally you know, normally it's a, a a mixture of house and techno, but I mean, everyone was playing aggressive. <laughs> industrial techno at that stage the entire festival but they they put up a um, more of a traditional almost mega structure domed stage mm-hmm. style for that whereas in past years it was round or diamond shaped or whatever it was which i thought was pretty cool it felt like a nightclub yeah you know per se yeah, so like- i like I somewhat missed that aspect of it, but it but the new design obviously allowed more people into that stage, and it had you know more of a traditional warehouse feel. But also, mm-hmm. since it was a regular stage that had a cover on it, it was a little warmer than oh dear, and it which was actually great because of the weather. Mm-hmm. So since temperatures were cooler at two o'clock in the morning when it's Fifty-eight degrees outside. It was actually kind of a nice, warm area to go warm up at Neon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but even Eli Brown played the heaviest techno set I ever would have imagined him to play at that stage. So it was pretty. So hot right now. Pretty. It really was. But uh, I think more so, traditional house music has dominated all these other stages so much so. That it didn't necessarily need to hang out in yeah. the riffraff <laughs> area of the festival. It it made its way over to the uh, the, main the main stages and everywhere else. Yeah. Um. I was pleased to see that an an owl had returned to the main stage. Oh, that's great. Centerpiece. I think the biggest thing that everybody talked about this year was the drone show that took place. That looks.
1: Yeah, incredible. Yeah.
4: So if you haven't seen this, check it out. It's been posted on YouTube and socials a number of times. But uh, they, they essentially used that to portray all of the main stage kinetic field designs over the last <laughs> several years. And uh, they did it ev- all three nights. And it was right before the main fireworks show at 1.26 a.m. or whatever time it specifically was at. Um, so that was super dope. Uh, Let's see what else. I think all the other stages were, for the most part, the same Mm -hmm. setup and design as prior years. There wasn't a new area called Nomad's Land that was, unfortunately, in my opinion, unfortunately, right next to Wasteland, your home of Hardstyle. Everything Hardstyle all day, baby. And there was yeah, there was a. I cannot remember the name of the I don't installation you want to call it but they they had this fancy somewhat fancy dinner that you could participate in that included all you could drink wine and beer and multiple courses all that kind of stuff but but again unfortunately it was right next <laughs> to the wasteland stage so you have this very nice function and then... This, that
1: has to be literally the worst pairing oh, of music and food
4: yeah, I just, I've heard <laughs> ever. I just did not understand why that had to be like that. I guess if you love hardstyle, then it was very heavy. Oh, that's your dream. But I don't... That's All such two a, people. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's such a small portion of people that I don't I don't get it. Uh, anyway, back to the, the festival itself. Um... Camp EDC had a bit of a hiccup getting started this year. Mm-hmm. In that, I guess there was a before I, I even arrived, I did camp, but before I even got over there, uh, I guess they were having trouble with water not being properly running. In, mm. in you know, so bathrooms right. like the bathrooms that they had, the permanent bathrooms that they had set up weren't working, but the temporary ones were. So, mm-hmm. not a huge issue. Um, and then air conditioning was not installed in all of the pods, even though it originally was sold that way and it was in 2019 when we were both there. Um, So that that upset a, a number of people. I think the issue was that if you had actually registered your camping pass with your name and phone number, you would have gotten notification in advance that letting you know exactly, if that was the case. yeah. So, there were some people who I think were originally upset about that. Once everybody got settled and realized just how cold it got at night <laughs> and not that warm it got during the day, that everybody was a little more. Oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw like the local news was out there doing interviews with people and they found some person who had never been to EDC oh, or a camping festival before and oh, she was on. talking about how she got into her tent when she first arrived which was all zipped up and covered and had no venting or w- whatsoever in mm-hmm. the sunlight and she had used her um her like covid thermometer that she brought with her to oh, ju- come on. and it was a, it was 100 degrees in the tent and then yeah, was <laughs> like have you ever well, have you ever been to a festival at eight o'clock in the morning when the sun comes up and it literally is a hundred degrees in your tent and there's that's nothing, just the yeah, norm, that's man. just what everybody expects but clearly she had not been um, but of course the local news was just you know making something out of nothing this' probably
1: one of those people that just got a free pass for XYZ reasons yeah. that they were just giving out towards the end there I
4: mean I for, for the most part I, I understand the frustration that if you you paid a premium for camping and it and you didn't feel like you got what was promised to you that you could be upset however they were just offering refunds on the spot so if you were there and you were upset with it, they would refund your money and happily escort you off the property. So, <laughs> that, w- you know, uh, what else can you do? As a promoter who's who's saying, like, we're gonna save a ton of money and impact on the environment by not installing these. If mm-hmm. you don't like it, get out. Yeah, bye. So, I, you know, I feel like that's a pretty fair trade for the most I part. I mean, I think
1: <laughs> ever since the start of the pandemic, Insomniac's just been on a refunds yeah. free, so why stop I know, now? I know, I know, I know. Just keep the people happy. There
4: there were a, a, a few people who were complaining about having stuff stolen out of their tents mm-hmm. in camp. This happens also at every major festival, but this is a something that I hadn't expected. Apparently, a large portion of the security staff just walked off the job on the first night. Oh. And this is a this is a problem that is worldwide staffing shortages in general, right? But it's it, there is a certain attitude that I notice of pretty much most of the event staff who are temporarily hired people who have no connection to Insomniac or this scene mm-hmm. whatsoever. They just get hired for a gig, they show up, they get trained for five minutes, and and they just do their job yeah. for the next three days. So they have no investment in it, but it just really seemed like most people. Did not care at all, even a little bit about anything. Time you know, I mean, when it came to checking wristbands, like getting in and out of the camping areas, it was <laughs> shoddy at best. You know, and I mean, somebody even made the comment. They're like, "Well, this many people, I wouldn't care either," which is frustrating. It's like this is the point where we are.
1: This is the time. This is when you should
4: care. A yeah, lot. but like. this is where we are in the world where you can just walk off your job and quit and go have a new one, especially in Vegas, have a new one the next morning. With no problem because there yep. are just openings everywhere, so n- nobody has any sort of care, passion, regard. I don't know. That it, it, was, it was just something I hadn't really even thought of that might be a possible issue while we were there, but it clearly was like a was. worldwide burnout. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just over it, right? <laughs> for sure. So, um. I think that's it for the moment. I've got a few more thoughts on some of the best artist sets I saw and that kind of thing. But let's hop back to music. This was by far the number one song that I heard at both Escape and EDC. This is a, a, a darker remix of it, though, by Oliver Hunterman. This is an... And also, I, didn't, I knew I'd heard this song, but I didn't know mm-hmm. the name of the artist until I just looked it up about an hour ago. It's by Shouse. So, which is funny because out here in the Midwest, we call a shouse a like shop house uh-huh. combination thing. Yes. When you're like, you know, not want to build a full house, so you build a shop and a, a house chaus. together. Yeah, a shouse. Anyway, this song is called "Love Tonight" on Warehouse Eleven. Warehouse 11, that's a craze and cherish. Do it to it is the track. And that one was made famous most recently by Zed, who just blew everybody away by starting his set with that track at Cosmic Meadow on the last day of the show. I didn't see it in person. Um,
1: but I've seen it so many yes. times since then. Yeah, <laughs> I've and re-watched he even posted that opening it a lot
4: himself. So then I made it a point to go. See his set at Escape, mm-hmm. and he did open the show in just the same way to a very, very happy crowd. Who can't? Do, do you
1: know what the first part of it is when he's opening the set? Um,
4: I don't. It's from the hit show Squid Game. Okay, it's like the theme. Okay, here's the thing with Squid Games. I know nothing about it, but I I could see its influence throughout both festivals so much especially at Escape there were a lot of costumes yes, that I'm sure there were. I had to figure out I'm like what is, what is this happening? I've missed particular something here. look yeah but uh, yeah I guess I did see him say something like this is my a craze lat- or time squid games mm-hmm. thing or something but I don't really that so, yeah, meant just like the theme me, from so. that show okay. mixed into that song uh, which is why I think a lot okay. of people went
1: crazy not only because it goes hard as hell yeah but it's just like, oh
4: my God. Well, theme. and it was the mix of uh, the pyro that was perfectly oh, timed just and yeah, launches, it
1: just, launches into the set. It was amazing. So good.
4: So that was a great set. Uh, Wax Motif, I was just telling Clayton, did a great pool party set at Camp EDC on Sunday during the day, enough that convinced me I had to go see his set uh, that night. And I did alongside. Uh, Gosh, I just rattled these off. Um, Walker and Royce and Vanessa, which Vanessa is doing very different sets than I guess I remembered her doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, not a lot of chart-topping music, which was kind of a nice refreshing change from what yeah. almost everyone else was playing. The other person that I don't think I've experienced a set from beginning to end before it was Black Coffee, and I, I've seen pieces of his sets, but they were very – it was a wild ride, I guess, in in, <laughs> in ways that like he would take one song and, like, make that song work for, I felt like, 20 minutes. Like he, Oh, my God. He, he would just play some of the song. There would be, like, an iconic – drop to that song. He would move into something else for a few minutes, and then back to that drop, and then into something <laughs> else, and then back to that drop, and then something else back to it. So it just it was just quite quite the musical journey that he provided. Um, in, my, in my mind, I thought, I wonder what he does at nightclub shows, or if this is just exclusive to mm-hmm. a festival set. I don't know. I think he had you know an hour and a half, two hours at Neon Gardens, so they have a little more time to experiment perhaps. Yeah. But that was great. That's um, really cool.
1: It's wild.
4: Yeah. And Dombresky played an all 70s disco set. No way. At the pool party at Camp E D C. Totally That's unannounced. Incredible. Nobody knew it was gonna happen. Like it, he just he transitioned from I don't whoever was playing before him into um, Let's Dance, the like seventies disco track, and uh-huh. I, th- w- we all thought like, oh, how's he going to transition out of this? And then he didn't. He just kept more going disco. With more <laughs> disco, after and after and after. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, pretty fun and special. And Dom Dalla did a really great set. I think the very first night, I sent you a little bit of footage mm-hmm. of San Francisco. Of course. Um, yeah, I think those are. I think those are most of my notes from EDC. Other questions you have from someone who did not attend?
1: Uh, why must you mock me well, in this way? Because it realize sounded like a lovely time. It was. I mean, how was the how was the vibe? I guess that's the, like the big thing on my mind. Were people? Was it pretty normal? Did yeah. Did it feel just kind of removed I mean, from it, everything else in the world? It
4: felt just like it always did. You know, I don't think um, anything. Like I've said, after experiences from some of the other festivals, it's like nothing had mm-hmm. really changed. You know, what's um, good to hear. I think that they have finally figured out the shuttles, because I didn't really see anybody complaining about mm-hmm. shuttle wait times or anything like that. There was a really bad traffic backup the first night due to an 18-wheeler accident oh, on the, uh, yeah, on the 15. Um, Which I was totally oblivious to, and everybody else in Camp EDC would be oblivious to, which is the beauty of camping on site. Um, Which I I think if you crunch the numbers between getting a hotel, especially this year with how expensive hotels were on the strip, Mm -hmm. and either renting a car or doing the shuttles and just the hassle of having to drive back and forth and all that kind of stuff, I still think... Camp EDC is a great value especially considering you get a you know you get a full day beforehand and you get essentially a full day afterwards because you don't Mm -hmm. have to leave till 3pm on Monday which I am pretty you're gonna need that (laughs) yeah for sure I am pretty happy to say that I actually made it to the Camp EDC closing party until 10am on Monday oh my god Yes, sir. So, John Summit closed down that event or the entire shebang. Uh, he also opened it with the opening ceremonies, uh, which were new this year that they did every day. So, from five to seven, they did they opened up Cosmic Meadow and, op- and did two hours of sort of pre-show music, mm. which they did because it got darker so much earlier because oh, right. of the, being in October. Yeah. So that made that made sense, but yeah, I think I think John ended up playing at least five different sets throughout the festival. So he's Insomniac's poster child um, for EDC, uh, as we predicted. Um, as we literally said this, but yeah, a nice touch for Camp EDC is they. Uh, they gave out free donuts and coffee on Monday morning for everybody. Aww. Like at that closing, said so they sent a text message to everyone saying thank you for joining us, and we're offering this. So, a lot of a lot of rave zombies walking around with oh, donuts sure. and coffee as they were watching the thank sunrise. You. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Exactly. I
1: haven't stopped screaming in three days. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. So, uh, so I think that I think that mostly wraps it up. I might think of a few other things, but let's jump back to the music this is a remix of a track that came out in i probably the early 2000s by black eyed peas but this one is was also all over both festivals this is joshua and lee foss it's my humps on warehouse 11
2: going to do with all that junk, all that junk inside your trunk.
3: I'm going to get, 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 get you drunk, get you love drunk off my hump, 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 my lovely little lumps. Check it out. I drive these brothers crazy. I do it on the daily. They treat me really
2: You money on me, uh, on me On me uh, On me on me me uh, me What you gonna do me. with all that junk All that junk inside that
3: trunk I'ma get, get 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 you drunk Get you love drunk off my hump What you gonna do with all that ass All that ass inside them jeans I'ma make, 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 make you scream Make you scream, make you scream, make you scream. Cause of my house my hope, my hope, my heart. my heart, my heart, my heart, my, heart. my lovely lady
4: chapter and verse song is called bounce back on warehouse 11 uh if you didn't catch it at the top of the show just a quick reminder that you can listen on electric force radio every thursday night 10 o'clock east or west or uh, the podcast version is available anytime you'd like at warehouse 11.com we haven't really gotten any uh, inquiries lately about our australian camp yeah, that we unfortunately offer. Unfortunately
1: not. The the kiddos don't come around much anymore these it's, times.
4: Which is odd because it's summertime in Australia now, or about to be, so maybe soon we'll be getting a few more of those. So we talked about, or I talked about EDC nonstop for the last um, 40 minutes. I
1: was going to say, like this episode, <laughs> essentially.
4: And uh, I do want to talk about Escape as well, which was the following weekend, and not for the faint of heart doing these two shows back-to-back. However, and I and I was actually wondering what attendance... I would love to know yeah. what
1: amount of people
4: did that. However, it felt just as busy and full, mm-hmm. especially on Saturday night. Because I I don't know if maybe... I can't remember if single-day tickets were available or not. But Friday, to me, felt okay. And then Saturday, at mm-hmm. times, was like, holy crap, this is... busy in here. I don't think it ever officially sold out or anything, Um, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely full. So, uh, again, for this one, for the most part, things were very similar to 2019 when we were last there. Um, The big change was the now... Techno stage, um, all techno. The Factory '93 Mm -hmm. stage, the Sewer District stage, um, was now not covered. I feel like I swear it was a tent in 2019, like where test pilot. Yeah, so it was totally open air. They just had a a perimeter of shipping containers set up in a sort of circular formation. to, to create that stage. So that was the biggest change, but I think everything else for the most part was similar as far as the uh, stage setup goes. Um, I, wh- one thing that was particularly fascinating was how many production elements from EDC were also at Escape. And so in my mind, I was trying to think of the logistics of getting things packaged that up. Sounds- yeah, <laughs> Just You know, from Monday, basically you have Monday morning until mm-hmm. Friday afternoon at max to get stuff transported over the interstate from one,
1: you know, it ends up tear down transport yeah. and build in time for the show right. Friday. Yeah.
4: You know, key pieces like the factory 93 diamond, you know, Iconic piece that they have mm-hmm. was at both shows, and I doubt they have multiple versions of those. Maybe they do, but there were there were just lots of things that I knew. are
1: like, oh, I just saw. Yeah, that. had come from I Vegas,
4: this. and uh, so that so that was just fascinating and um, admirable to see. Um, I will say, not event center and the festival in general was a bizarre thing to experience during the day. Only because I I don't know that I've ever gone so early, but on Saturday I decided I didn't really have anything else to do with my time, so I would just go. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wanted to go early to see Ranger Trucco, who we played at the top of the show, but I wanted to see uh, that artist and, and some others that were playing early on in the day, so I just made my way over, but it was just a bizarre
1: a different thing feeling. Yeah. I think I feel like i I feel like we've seen it at like sunset yeah, maybe. Maybe we
4: got like. there The first day it was like moving mountains to try to get myself there by seven thirty, which is when Green Velvet played oh, yeah. on the Sewer District stage. He played so early because he had a a later set that night in LA, a club set. So he mm-hmm. was doing two shows in one in one night, but which if I'm being critical, it was a rather forgettable set for Green Velvet.
1: Hey man, he's gotta, he's gotta make that money. Like, he's got two sets. They can't, can't be spending yeah, all this time. They
4: can't all be home runs, I guess. <laughs> but I was a little. Maybe it was just the rush of getting there. It was like, oh my god, I gotta. I, I'm late. Uh-huh. I gotta get there now. And then you, I got there. I was like, huh, that was kind of maybe not worth the rush of getting here. Also important
1: to note probably is that you just saw like how many artists and all new uh, sets and how many times have we seen a, Green Velvet A little alone? jaded.
4: Just, a, a, little, little just bit. a little bit. But I think it was also he didn't play a lot of his own music oh, okay. in this one. Yep. Which is totally fine. People have the freedom to play whatever they want to play. But when where's where's Deceiver? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But where's Laser Beam? But he hadn't played at EDC, so this was the only time I saw him. So I was mm-hmm. expecting a few more yeah. Velvet originals than maybe I no, got. you just doing him. But yeah, anyway. Um, but Sonny Federa, for me was was one of the best sets of the weekend at. Um, I can't even think of what stage it was. It wasn't the main stage, but the sort of second.
1: Was it Psycho Circus?
4: No, the other one. The Sanatorium? Yes. Yes. Sanitarium. Sanitarium, yeah, that one. So, that was a super fun set. Um, Played a lot of music that I didn't expect him to play. Maybe I had never actually seen a full Sonny Federa show, other than maybe at Holy Ship or something? I don't
1: I, wasn't, I feel like Holy Ship was the place that he, he would have seen a full set.
4: But it all kind of runs... Outside of that, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, it all kind of kinda runs together, but it was, it was fantastic. So that was one of my favorites. Um, I mentioned earlier Zed did another great set, uh, closing set on Saturday with... I mean, obviously a lot of times they hold their best production elements mm-hmm. for those headlining sets, and they certainly did with just colorful lasers and of course that's when the um it's interesting how they pick and choose that they're going to move the large grim skeleton mm-hmm. structure at times he's just kind of hovering there and then other times and he just and then all of a sudden he like
1: moves yeah, he, he like stands up yeah
4: he like raises up over oh the crowd almost <laughs> yeah know. and it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal i was trying i was trying to figure out how they i mean it's how they control that thing and if it's some guy with almost like animatronic equipped arms that like his body movements are being I don't are like
1: I think he's just he moves at the whim of the music and there's no no man behind the curtain I guess I guess that's fair
4: I guess that's fair Um, so yeah super super interesting there see I
1: want to ask how are the costumes but you my friend don't know media and you I usually have to point out, like, oh, that person is yeah, dressed like this. I know that's funny.
4: Yeah, no, that that was, uh, you know, I said earlier a lot of Squid Games. Um, I, I
1: imagine that was the dominating yeah. costume this year outside of the festival as well. Right, right, but right. That that adds up.
4: Yeah, it was. It did. In my mind, I thought I need to at least look up more about this show to somewhat understand what's going on, but I I haven't done that yet. <laughs> um, but I didn't see any other standout yeah. repeat costumes as much as maybe some years where there's like just one that everybody did you bring your alien head? I did not. I can't, unfortunately. I They needed us. Well I had I had a very limited amount of space in my backpack that I took for two weeks. Of travel so you wear that on the plane just yeah, you make it happen i probably should have done that i did however have a, a pumpkin hoodie that i wore basically for two weeks straight <laughs> and everybody loved it like, I, I got so Love many it. people stopping to compliment me just walking down the vegas strip uh for wearing that but also Love your pumpkin at all, hoodie. <laughs> yeah exactly at all the festivals so that one was a hit Amazing. for sure um, the the only other thing that I wrote down for Escape is that it the lines for Will Call on the first day were absolutely out of control and and also mm-hmm. just to get into the festival in general and it dawned on me later that part of the issue is the extra step added of having to verify COVID tests or yeah. cards or vaccination cards and stuff so that just adds a whole nother thing by the second day they gave you they gave you a wristband on the first day that verified so the second day it went much faster but yeah that first day i mean i've i've never seen a will call line that long in quite a quite a time at
1: least they were being thorough or at least gave the impression of being thorough because other places i've been in this time literally don't care like you show them a white piece of paper and they're like
4: great i know you have something for us yeah i know i i thought about that too because i I mean, like, I just took a screenshot of my Walmart Mm -hmm. vaccination card, and nobody's ever questioned anything. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I could Photoshop this so easily. Just say anything I wanted to say, and everybody would be cool with it. On board. Great. Good job. Um, DJ Diesel was at Escape.
1: Of but excellent! I'm, was he amazing? I, he
4: played. I think a thirty-minute set was like all they could get out of him. This is Shaquille O'Neal, by the way. However, I was I stayed to to see how he would open the show, and he completely scared me off with a hard style. Opener. Oh, trash. So I ran away. Come on, Shaq. I ran away really quickly from that That's one. That's fair. But I anyway, can't he, believe you. he was there. He did draw a crowd, so he, uh, you know, mission accomplished I guess.
1: I mean, you're not going to not see Shaquille O'Neal on stage. I know. Oh,
4: he did have a hype man come out and like get the crowd, get the I crowd warmed I was like, oh my gosh. Like, we, don't, we don't really need this. We don't need all that. not up in here.
1: Um, not for a 30 minute set. Yeah, yeah, don't.
4: exactly. Exactly. I... Uh, I still miss The Haunted House. I I mean, Every, that...
1: All the time. For me, we'll
4: from yeah, was, you know, one of the highlights of this entire event and maybe all of Insomniac shows, like just one of the more unique things that they brought to the table. And since that was an offer, that was definitely a letdown for sure. Um, I guess, to be fair,
1: the, the odds of it happening this year after not oh, right. doing it... Like right.
4: This would be the year that they would pull, yeah. the plug on that one for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, they'd be like, "Well, we can't have people close to yeah, you or like right. in your face." So, yeah.
4: Oh, we no. were wearing masks.
1: We were.
4: Well, everyone oh, had everyone to. was. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Every- we
1: didn't have the mask. That yeah, was not not the alien us, mask. Forcibly. No, yeah,
4: you had to put on like a. <laughs> A covered like ski mask thing what? and your straight jacket. an event! Oh my god! Yeah, get called and take your
1: take your drugs. Get
4: called mean names while you're waiting in line. <laughs> Dork. Uh,
1: <laughs> you just can't. Favorite one of my favorite <laughs> memories of all time. Dear lord.
4: <laughs> oh gosh. Um most notably from the Insomniac operation side of things is that they now have a line, a cannabis line that they have I didn't know this. So it's called Rainbow. It's just Mm R-N-B-W. And they announced it a couple of days before EDC with the goal of it being available for sale and consumption at future festivals.
1: Well, there we go. We aren't there yet. But (laughs) the promised land is almost here. I know people have been crying for this for years.
4: Nevada and California have both approved consumption lounges for cannabis Mm -hmm. in the state. So I assume that somehow Pascual is going to try to make the Las Vegas Motor Speedway a consumption lounge or Uh something. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do temporary permits or what. But that is the goal that you would be able to buy and consume on site. So they have your all...
1: Insomniac branded
3: weed.
4: Yeah, so wow. they they don't necessarily say it's Insomniac's brand, but it right, clearly of course, is. Of course. And I mean, they Pasquale announced it that they are partnering with, but it's cl- you know it's clearly right. the brand. We, we, know. Um, we know. I do I do think it's interesting. It's called Rainbow. I mean, it it's. Not surprising, but also a little surprising, given that Pascal's daughter is named Rainbow. But I uh, mean, yeah, I was like, "That's a little." I don't know. They something. they use rainbows as icons for almost all their different shows, in, in one shape or form. So, I guess I guess I get it. But that they they had a, a nice um, art installation of uh, the the brand with a fountain and like a giant glittery hand holding a joint. So <laughs> that was at both another this was another production element that was at both EDC and Escape right. and they had to transport that between the two but
1: you got to you got to advertise man. You got to get it out there. But you, you can c- have your glittery right? rainbow.
4: You can you can buy it now um, if you're in California or Nevada at certain mm-hmm. distributors or I think they even they partnered with I don't a certain brand that does delivery. So you can just have it delivered right to your home and they have certain strains that are branded for individual festivals and stuff like that. So it's it's really almost really unbelievable something. that it's happening. And that, what a like, time to be alive, yeah, folks. Yeah, seriously that, that it's like allowed in the mainstream this much. Um, so look for it, I guess, at future Events they didn't give any kind of timeline, but they were promoting countdown on the website for this, which made me think maybe they're targeting as soon as the end of December to be able to have have consumption on site. Wow.
1: Yeah. So. So when are we partnering and releasing our stream? Good
4: question. We will. I think
1: we're gonna call it Space Funk.
4: I like it. We'll work Perfect. on that for Done. for the next show. We'll have we'll have that debut. <laughs> Okay, well, that is it for this episode of Warehouse 11. Next show, we have to talk about Clayton's adventures at...
1: I did go on one small adventure while Kent went on like a a (laughs) three-week... Lived in multiple journey. I went on one small adventure I'd like to share with you guys. Next time on Warehouse
4: 11. we are going to leave you with this last track that I also heard several times at both festivals. This is Malay. The song is called Groove La Africa on Warehouse 11. See you next week. Bye.